Welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. There we are. (laughs) And you join (laughs) us, listener. Well, I'm on the mining planet right now. Um, We're separate again this week. Well, actually, what happened was the TARDIS took off. I didn't know. The door shut and I went off and I left Sarah in the unit lab. I'm sorry. <laughs> Story of my life. I've been the one moaning about wanting to get off Earth for weeks. I'm the one stuck here like the Brigadier. Well, you know, you have a, have a cocoa with Yates on the Bunsen burner. And, uh, <laughs> I'll just be in, I'm in the canteen up here uh, having a great time. Yeah, I, I don't really have any updates this week. No, I've just had my nails done. So that's why we're recording separately, because I did that this evening. I was just saying to Mark, actually, that I've just been planning my next ones. So my next one's already planned next month. But the month after, or Christmas, we've discussed doing Doctor Who nails. Yeah, well, you have. I'm not not having Doctor Who nails. (laughs) You (laughs) can have Doctor Who nails. Me and my nail lady... um, we discussed it and we will consider so if you have any doctor who nail inspiration like send it over okay i'm not sure if people would but you know yeah it's a thing mark it's a thing people have like little daleks painted on and stuff what is so you got uh what's 10 you could have each nail representing an episode of the war games 10 episodes oh wow that's so specific what were you thinking? I was thinking like I'll have a Dalek on one and maybe a TARDIS on another and then like the Doctor Who blue, you know, or maybe, you know, Jodie Whittaker's got that stripy shirt, hasn't she? So mm. maybe one of them will be that stripes. I thought that more than like everyone being a Doctor Who thing. But there we are. There's Not my You commitment. would have like, you know, Liz, Edith, Katarina... <laughs> <laughs> on your nails. <laughs> Mark's not involved in this process, as you can see. <laughs> okay, well, send us in your, your ideas, listeners. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, well, like you said, it's um, a bit different this week. We've we've ended up in space for Colony in Space. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. So exciting to be in space. In colour. This is the first time that I've experienced space in colour on Doctor Who. Not the fact, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, it's not that different, really. We watched this completely separately this time, so I don't really know what you think, apart from you sending me a picture of one of the uh, the primitive leader, and it said, what the fuck? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, all, that's the only insight I've had so far. Yeah, I mean, it came out and I was just like, what is this? This is hilarious. We start off, we see the Time Lords. So, well, I was also going to say, um, sometimes when we go through the story, the ratio of sort of what we think and our discussion depends on how long ago it was that we watched. Yeah. And there has been a little bit of a distance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's not immediate. I think this might be a highlights tour, so. 
Yeah, because you look very blank when I said the time lords, but they're very they're at the beginning there. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Now you've said it, I remember. So yeah, yeah. So that they look well, pretty similar to War Games Time Lords. So it's nice to see them. And I mean, it's called okay. So it's called Colony in Space. Were you thinking we were going into space? No, I did not think in this season the way it started that we would be in space at any time. That was a really great surprise. Even, I mean, like, you know, we've had things from space come to Earth. So that's just what I thought would happen. Another sort of Earth-based story, but with things coming to Earth, not finally leaving Earth. Mm. Well, it's, it's set up that the Time Lords send the Doctor on a mission. So he hasn't actually got back control of the TARDIS. It sort of takes off when Joe and the Doctor go in. So this is Joe's first space experience. Sadly, Liz never got that, which is such a shame. Yeah, we're back. Uh, the TARDIS set. It, it's tidied up since last time, since the Claws of Axos. I'm kind of sad that the Brigadier isn't there. Well, I mean, yeah, he's at the. he has a scene at the beginning and a scene at the end. But isn't it nice that he has a bit of a break? We, we have a bit of a break from all of that. I just would have liked him to go to space because all he knows is Earth. And I mean, that's his, I, you know, and I think just the way it was set up in that it wasn't like the doctor didn't even know he was going to be traveling. So wouldn't it have been great if like the Brigadier, I don't know, I would have just liked it. I thought it would have been interesting for him to experience another planet as the Brigadier. Yeah, I can't imagine him on this in this story, though. Well, it's it's a funny story for... The characters, the side characters, I'd say. Like, Joe doesn't do a lot. Oh, okay. Okay, well, we'll get into that, because I think um, I think there's quite a lot that happens in this. She's around, and she's present, and she's in the scenes, but, like, it's not like early Joe that was, like, you know, getting in on the action. I mean, she. this is her first time in space, so we'll give her it. I'm not... That's not a criticism. It's just, you know, she's more, like, supporting Gail Platt and... <laughs> supporting Gail Platt. Okay, right. Okay, well, what about Joe's reaction to being in the TARDIS? That was quite good. Doctor! That's an alien world out there, Joe. Think of it. I don't want to think of it. I want to go back to Earth. But do you realise how long I've been confined to one planet? All that talk of yours about travelling in time and space, it was true. Well, of course it was true. That was nice. I mean, it's been so long since we've had a reaction to the what is going on and how much bigger it is on the inside it was nice but i liked her reaction because she wants to go home immediately to begin with she doesn't want to go out and explore well no i don't blame her i mean it's not like other people that like i guess they've had the t- i mean like even the doctor doesn't seem to know what's going on i like, i don't blame her i think it's a very valid like you know i mean previously the doctor at least has known he's taking off your name is basically explains it and he does explain it but like yeah, I think it's a very valid reaction. And then we see the mining planet, and it's very Crotons, I thought, at the beginning, where you see the mining, uh, the silver machine, and it's a a quarry, <laughs> like we've had <laughs> <done> before. <laughs> it is, but they've done a good job, because it is a quarry, you're right, but it doesn't, f- I mean, how much of this was location filming? Well, yeah, quite a lot, all that stuff yeah. in the mud. And so to make it feel not Earth, be location filming, I think they've done a good job in colour. Wow, I'm so surprised. So 
I only watched this when it first came out on DVD. I really don't know this one very well. And actually, when I first got it on DVD and watched it, I don't think I even got through the first episode. Wow. I thought it was really dull. What did you think this time when you knew you had no, to? I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed it this time. I, I think I was concentrating a bit more. Um, but I didn't think it was particularly interesting. It's not the kind of story that I would find that interesting. You know, a colony... <laughs> In space, <laughs> literally. It's all in the title. Colonists against some others. There's sort of infighting. There's machinery. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it, there's nothing there that particularly excited me. I quite liked it. I like this idea of like, you know, they've arrived. Because, I mean, ultimately, like, even now we talk about these things. Like, what if we were to live on the moon? What if we were to move to Mars, you know? And the idea of these beings from Earth have gone, they've been doing the research, in theory, they just can't understand why nothing's growing, and then we learn later, but in theory, this planet should be able to sustain them. And I, I thought that was quite interesting. Oh, it's a really good idea, yeah. Like all of these stories, there's some, behind them there is a, a genuinely relatable concept. Uh, but I just thought, maybe I'm just being like on superficial with it, but I was like, oh, they're all sort of... 70s beige it's nothing exciting <laughs> to look at you know that you know that's my clothes watch we haven't done clothes watch for a while we I haven't wrote clothes watch 70s i quite beige, like the settlers it. outfits i'm not the only one because i watched it with someone else the last part and um they also enjoyed who hadn't watched any for the, that was her first time as well shout out to lowry at the gate i know so you both watched it when you were at work <laughs> <laughs> it was so quiet so yeah, we both watched it there. And um yeah, we I quite like the outfits. I like Gail's outfit and stuff and the colony. Yeah, well, like okay, well. I like that everyone was a bit different. I like that all the outfits, it wasn't just like a standard suit, which is what the the mining company, they all look the same. The outfits were just like bog standard, this is what you wear. I quite like that it was a bit different and it was a bit more, yeah, beige, but beige is fine. It was mixes mm, okay, of beige, well. wasn't it? Okay, we'll agree to disagree, Mark. Yeah, we'll disagree on that. Uh, well, we meet our, our characters. So very much Joe and the Doctor come into the colony and we meet our characters and they get stuck into the story and find out what's going on and we find out what's going on. So we've got Ash, the leader. Who's a great leader. He's been in Doctor Who before, that actor. Has he? Go on. He's been in the Aztecs. Oh, who is he in As that? Panto, the Toxel. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, did not. I would never guess that. Well, he's playing such, like the opposite character, really good leader, yeah. friendly, gets on with the doctor. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. And he's just, he totally gets it and he's clued up. He gets that we've got to work with the, like, he gets it. He's great. More leaders could be like him. I like it that the Doctor and Joe aren't like, oh, you're spies, you're, we're going to lock you up and all that. They they get on very well, don't they, straight away? Yeah, he's very open and very like welcoming and accepts that they are the new ones to this place and, you know, not to try and trash it, but to work alongside it. I think that's really good. And a lot could be learnt from that in our current world. Well then, yeah, and I, I really like uh, Mary Ash... <laughs> aka Gail Platt yeah I mean poor I, what is the actress's name I mean she is I mean okay yeah she's been in Coronation Street for a long time 
But she's always just going to be Gail Platt, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, um, I, so have n- I did not spot it until you said it. When you messaged me going, have you spotted Gail Platt? I was like, what are you on about? And then when I did, I couldn't unspot it. And I was like, fuck me, it's Gail. <laughs> and every time she was in a scene, I was like, it's Gail. I mean, poor, I mean, I know she is Gail Platt. I have never seen an episode of Coronation Street in my life. I have really. I know Coronation Street is a street and there's a pub and there's someone called Gail Platt. I do not know really anything about Coronation Street. I've never watched it, ever. Terrible. I mean, I I really like Coronation Street. I don't watch it regularly, like, anymore. Soaps are really hard, I think, to keep up with nowadays. You've got to, like, as you know, with Neighbours. Oh, my God, I'm, like, a month behind on Neighbours. I have got so much to watch. Yeah, that's it. It's it's hard keeping up. But I used to watch Coronation Street all the time. And obviously I'm from like near Manchester. I've done the Coronation Street tour. I have you. So it's really weird because I watched, you know, when I was, I don't know, teenager and stuff. I, I feel like, I don't know, do people watch soaps a lot more then? Because I used to watch, obviously, Neighbours. I used to watch Hollyoaks and EastEnders. I used to watch um, Hollyoaks and Coronation Street. But I never watched Coronation Street. And I don't know, if is that... And Emmerdale. I'm... Sometimes I used to watch Emmerdale. Oh, never seen Emmerdale. I've seen some iconic Coronation Street moments. And EastEnders moments. Like when Janine pushes Barry off the cliff. I remember that. And then if we're talking Coronation Street, um, Hayley dying and stuff. I mean, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I so, don't. I could have said anything. They've, but Coronation Street's done a lot of really strong storylines recently, and I'm like, oh, I wish I'd watched it. So it's just too much now, isn't it? I mean, poor. I mean, she probably wishes she was still in Colony in Space rather than working so hard at Coronation Street all the time. <laughs> She'd rather work hard at Coronation Street than be Colony in Space. Okay, while we're still on the subject of soaps, the um, the guard is Roy from EastEnders. Not right. Roy. I don't know who that is. He was married to Pat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know Pat. Everyone knows Pat Butcher. Yeah, who says? You start shoving me around, you know about it. So he was married... Oh, God, I hope I'm getting this right. He was married... Pat was married to Roy, and then Pat had the affair with Frank. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, so I really like... Okay, back to Mary Ash. Mary Ash makes good friends with Joe, which is nice, and they have a nice little canteen scene, and they're in the canteen, which I made a note. Book Mary Ash. Maybe Edith needs a bit of help for the next Oscars. I think Mary Ash and her uh, (laughs) cauldron of soup or whatever she has. All you've got to do is add water, apparently. She's, you know, she knows. So I I gave Edith a a text. Edith was too busy for the last Oscars. She could bring her space colony food. And we find out it's like 2471 or something. So it's very far in the future. Although I did notice, that, did you notice the little calendar? It's like still the little paper calendar. She's taken off the day. Even in 2471, you've got your little calendar with your red numbers just to pull off every day. I love that. I wonder if the numbers, like, I wonder if someone looked that far in advance to work out what day and number, like day of the week and number it would be. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it too, but that'd be so cool. And so the story starts up now because you've got, I don't know, I think there's someone called Jane. Oh, well, he's the crops aren't growing. The, uh, we find that out. So they're all sort of starving to death. Well, not to death. 
well, maybe, uh, but they're all starving. They don't have the crops. They don't know why it's not growing, uh, which makes me think of Joseph and his Technicolor Dream Co. <laughs> when the crops don't grow. I don't know why. Each uh, to their own, Mark. Each to their own. So the doctor's investigating, and there's this sort of this lizard appears, doesn't it? And or something has killed them, and the doctor's trying to work out what's happened. Turns out to be this projection of this lizard, doesn't it? It did the story intrigue you in that way? Like you're like, okay, you're getting into this, or I didn't think it would. I thought it was going to be like an alieny thing rather than like a mining thing. I think the three things was a lot. So you have the colony. Then you have the mining, and then you have the things that live there, like and this whole story and going into the city and like that was a lot. Well, it's six and, episodes. Yeah, and I guess because it's six episodes, you need it because otherwise it would have just been mineral guys fighting colony guys or colony guys and trying to work out with why their crops don't grow, which in itself is a bit of a boring concept. So I guess you did need it, but. A lot of people, a lot of characters. So what did you think of the locals, the the green guys? I mean, fine. Um, I still don't know. Oh, can we just talk? Sorry. So there's the really crazy guy who's like, they killed us. These are the colonists. Well, where are they? Dead. All dead. Giant lizards. Lizards? Well, the other yeah. guy from the other colony who turns yeah. out to be a spy. Now, was yeah. he part of the mining and he was undercover? Yes, because he had a little radio and he was radioing back to say... So I think he came in to say, oh, these lizards came I to completely missed that. Us. As so, in, he appeared and I thought he's from... And then I was like, I was waiting for it to be like, a, you know who, like, them figure it out. And I missed that completely. Well, yeah, because he he turns up near the end of part one, all like injured and stuff, and then he murders that other guy because he finds out that oh this that other scientist guy, um, and then yeah, and he was it. working really nicely with his lizard. <laughs> the lizard. They were. It, you know, it's interesting that the the green guys didn't speak, did they? Didn't have a voice, um, which is probably quite good because it would have been a we probably would have criticised the voice. No, I like because I, I, you know, they could obviously they understood, and you know that was that. And but again, I could not work out whether they were a good thing, as in like whether Ash was doing the correct thing in nothing. If that makes sense, Does, do you know what I mean? Like he was giving them food, but they were killing the food. So I couldn't work out whether they were a good thing or a. Or whether, like, actually, they should have been more decisive and defensive because then the other lizard guy got on so well and, like, could work out screwdrivers and things. So I just don't know. They just kind of confused me. They were there. And I was kind of thinking, I don't know what the moral of a lesson is here. No, actually. And then, um, I mean, going, just skipping ahead, there's just, end of part one, the machine comes in to attack the Doctor. It was very much a war machine, I felt. Um, And just going ahead... When the Doctor is out in his little car and everything, the Doctor, he just has this fight with those green guys. He just starts beating them up, and it's a bit, like, for no reason, I thought. He was just wanted a fight. Well, again, this was a point where I couldn't work out whether the Doctor knew something that we didn't. So did the Doctor know that they were bad and he needed to defend himself? But Ash and I, like, they found a way to work. I just could not work out 
what their stance was and what we were supposed to learn from them being there. No, I, I didn't. What, what? Okay, what do you think of the Doctor in this one? Fine, and I think he's excited to be out of um, Earth. And with that comes the learning of new planets and that time. And yeah, I thought he was quite good in this. And he got on with everyone, but also understood like he wasn't Or Sometimes the Doctor can be like, well, I know everything. And it's just totally ahead. And it was just that nice balance of like him learning and him knowing like when, um, when you know that guy in the lizard man got killed, and they were like, "We don't have anyone to work the ship." I, in my head, I was like, "I know that the doctor is going to be able to help here. Like, this is going to be one of his like." So it's just that balance, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, we find out because that I called him the dodgy guy. I don't know what his name is. The the one that's going around like the spy, basically, because he he um, cuts the power out. Uh, but the doctor is there to fix it, um, and and there's a joke saying um, Jim will fix it. Did you get pick that up? I did. <laughs> Which at the time in the seventies would have been a an in joke, I think. It was like... Yeah, I did notice that. And then we see, then we find out that it's this machine that has been doing the killing with the lizard projection. I thought it was really odd that they put these gloves on the machine, like <laughs> uh, these claws. <laughs> I mean, like, I cannot imagine making... It was, like, they're not scratchy. It was really weird, that. Do you know what? The cliffhangers in this one weren't the best. They were all, oh, the machine's going to get you. I think there was quite a few of those. Um, And they start talking in episode three about this adjudicator coming in to work between the colonists and the miners. I think Mary's on her sound desk, you said. She's (laughs) she's got her earphones in. (laughs) I'm going to have to add Mary to Women of Who. She's great. She is um, okay. Let's just talk about her a minute because she she gets on with Joe. She does the cooking and stuff, but she's practical. She helps out with the um, as I say on the sound desk and the communications and stuff. Yeah, the only she holds her own. She does. You don't really see anybody else that she's friends with, so it's nice that <laughs> she's got Joe for a, a short time. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish she was in it more. Actually, the only problem is okay. We're going all over the, the story here. When Ash goes up at the end in the rocket and sacrifices himself, and I thought, oh, are we going to see Mary again or not? And she's right off camera, right until the very last scene. And then, you know, it all happens. It's all wrapped up and everything. And there she is with her plans. Oh, there we go, Mary. Let's carry on and rebuild this thing. She's not upset <laughs> that her father went up and sacrificed himself at all like an hour before she is having a great time at the end there <laughs> that's she's the probably accepted down. though that like that's what was going to happen yeah maybe maybe but um she was very upbeat at the end i thought that was that was that was the only problem with mary <laughs> No, I, I thought I thought she I thought she was right. She held her own, especially against like the guards and stuff when they were like, well, and she was like, he's on there fixing, and like believable. Don't get me wrong, I knew that guy hadn't got on the ship, and then it wasn't until towards the end where I was like, oh, I wonder if they all got out and snuck out, and after that guard, you know, I I was like, because I, I just thought I just can't imagine them all dying. Joe, because I hadn't seen this properly or paid attention to it, when that ship blew up, I was genuinely shocked. I was like, oh, my God, they've all died. <laughs> I was like, Mary was up there. Ash was up there. What has happened? I, I genuinely did think that had 
happened. I was so surprised. So you were you had a nice surprise then when they suddenly all appeared running over there. I like that. I had I just had a feeling towards the end. I thought, God, I wonder if like after he knocked that guard out, they managed to get out. I wonder if that was the plan. Because otherwise, why would you keep one person behind? I'm very. I don't know why I'm so impressed that you're getting like right into this story. I, I generally thought you were going to be like, oh, this is a bit of a boring one. No, well, I think it's just because it was nice not to be on Earth. I think if this had been in like one of the earlier ones, where all we did, I think it could very much have just blended in. But actually, this is the first time that we're not on Earth and it's in color, and I, I enjoyed that change. I liked so many different characters because also we've got I'm sorry I don't know his name the moustache guy that sort of gets captured with Joe who's in it quite a lot I thought he was going to because he was up against Ash at the beginning quite a lot and I thought oh he's going to be the one you know there's always one that's like the dickhead one that's going to cause problems but actually he turned it around and he was actually all right in the end yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to help and do his best. Ash was definitely the better leader, but he's probably learnt from Ash's example in that he sacrificed himself. And I think that probably made him better. He was like the fighter, the gutsy one. Yeah, I, I liked him. And there was then also with the mining people, the other moustache guy, <laughs> um, oh, who was in Dalek Invasion of Earth. Oh, okay. I liked him. I thought he was great. Like... He was an interesting character in that he jumped around a lot. Yeah, because you were never really sure. Yeah, he had like a moral side to him and then the other side that was like, this is my job, this is what I've got to do. But I liked that this moral side would sometimes take over. And I didn't like the leader of the minor. I'm going to call him wig guy because his hair was like really the horrible leader one. Oh, see, I thought the other one was worse. You know, the one that does all the killings. You've got the miners. There was three of them. You had the big boss. You had the guy that did all the killings, and then you had mustache guy. Okay, so I'm talking. Wig guy was the boss. Roy from EastEnders was the. Ah, okay, yeah. I thought Roy was worse than the big boss. The big boss, to some extent, could hold it. Roy was just like kill him. Like he literally was just like brutal about it, and had been killing. I hope he did play Roy, and that I'm not. I've got that name right. <laughs> we'll just call him Roy. Pretty sure it's Roy. And well, then things liven up a bit more. Then the master turns up. Now, were you expecting the master? No. Oh, okay. Um, for the first time, no. Uh oh, actually, yes. Sorry, because the Time Lords mention it, and that's the only reason they've let the Doctor go. They say that the master's doing this. Who can act the doctor? Let's give let's give him act to get there. So yes, but I'd kind of forgotten about it because there's so much going on, and it's not until like episode three that he comes, and it's like towards the end, you know. So I'd completely forgotten that we would probably see him. It's nice to see him actually. He he adds that extra element just when things are starting to flag a little bit. You're like, oh, okay, what's going to happen now? It was great. I mean, like he is great. The master is brilliant. In fact, can the master does he count as a regular ca- as a regular cast for the Doscas? Well, there's a question. I mean, he's in he's in it as much as the brigadier, if not more. Right now, the brigadier literally has about thirty seconds in this whole story. 
And we've had shorter regulars than this. And um, this is where we see the primitives. I'm going to call. I'm sorry. I don't know even know what the aliens are called. This is how well I know the story. And then you see that leader with the little puppet guy, basically. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All intruders in the city must die. That is the law. It's so funny. I can't take it seriously. That and the gold, the gold guy, the old one that thinks like death. He made me laugh too. They're like, can he see us? I just find him hilarious alongside the leader. The green alien things, because they don't say anything. I'm like, eh, they are what they are, but... I think the problem with the, the puppet guy is the mouth. It's always the mouth for me. If it doesn't match up, if it's just a sort of puppet moving without the mouth movements, which we had here, it it doesn't really help with me. They reminded me of... Oh, now, what is it called? It's on BritBox um, and they're puppets and it's usually like a political thing. It was in the north. Oh, spitting, imi- spitting, spitting image. image. Spitting image. You reminded me of a spitting image puppet. Yeah, well, yeah, they were a little bit, were they? Yeah. They're not the most memorable monsters. No. Or like um, in Shrek, the musical, the gingerbread's done in a similar way. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. I mean, it's clever and inventive, and they decided, okay, we're going to have a little mini alien this time, which, you you know, why not? Why not? Not all aliens have to be big. Size isn't everything. I didn't really understand, because the Doctor looks, there's this, um, the history of them, and it's trying to, it's, you know, like sort of hieroglyphic style on the wall, and it's trying to explain something. I didn't really follow the story in the, what the, what, Everything but was neither happening. did the doctor. Neither did the doctor. The master was like, "Oh, this is very clear." So, can you explain it to me? Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't really follow it. And Joe's reaction when she sees the <laughs> the bridge just literally screams in its face. <laughs> but it's her first. I was going to say it's her first alien, but it's not. She met like Axos and everything before, so she should uh, she should be getting used to it by now. I mean, Joe's not useless in this. But you are right, she doesn't do as much. There's that great cliffhanger where she's taken into the caves and she looks up and it just goes, that was a nice, that was the best cliffhanger for me uh, because you just don't know what she's seeing or, or where she's been taken to. Yeah, that was really good, really good. But you have a bit of back and forth, don't you? Because you've got the colony, you've got the mines and you've got the caves, the miners' ship and you've got the caves. So there's a bit of capture back and forth just to pad it out a bit, I think. Um, oh, and then, okay, the Master's TARDIS. This was funny. With that beam where they had to crawl yeah. underneath. To and get she just in. walked right through it. Also, then yeah. just going under that beam was hilarious. Oh, my God, just sort of wriggling underneath. I mean, we. <laughs> and then you, the Master's TARDIS looks interesting. Oh, they're going through all the stuff. He's got a filing cabinet. So they're just checking all his files and yeah. <laughs> what's going on there. As you do. The primitives had a weapon, right? And that's what the master wanted to use, but I don't know where they got this weapon from. They built it, and it was the most powerful weapon. But then religion took over, and they never used it, so it just lay dormant. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Didn't yeah, they say that. that. They he says that. And he's like, explain it to me. He's like, no, this is where like war happened, and then the religion took over, and they now like have gods and things, and that's why. Okay, because actually, the book of this I think is called. 
the doomsday weapon. It's not called Colony in Space for some reason. Yeah, well, it kind of that's the whole. It is a doomsday device. Mm. And we have, as what we've got used to, the Doctor and the Master towards the end working together a bit, where they're both chatting and working out. And the Master offers the Doctor a deal to work with him. Obviously, we know that's not going to happen. I might have looked away for a very few seconds in this last episode because there was the Doctor and the Master talking about this weapon and everything. I looked away and then suddenly, well, Puppet Man comes out and has a chat to them. And suddenly... They've got to get out of there. It's all going to blow up. Something's going to happen. So does the um, puppet guy self-destruct everything? No, he gets the Doctor to because obviously he's a tiny little alien. <laughs> oh, right. <okay. laughs> he's a puppet that can't move. No. So he, the Doctor makes convinces him that, you know, it would be bad. The Master tries to get him on side and he's like we could take over we can do this and then he says something like i can see that in you is evil and this would i can see the future would be bad destroy it and then he tells the doctor what to do to destroy it oh and they all get out and it all goes and then and then the city inside starts collapsing because it's built around this device which is why nothing's growing or doing stuff I can't believe you've had to explain an episode to me. (laughs) There we go, there's a first. (laughs) Let's note that, everyone. Colony in space. It's a good job I paid attention, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I did did enjoy it. I did, you know, there's a lot going on, a lot of different, like, storylines and stuff, but I did enjoy it. Oh, do you know what? Filming this, though, must have been... That fight they have in the mud at the end. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, oh, I would not want to do that. That was so funny. I just kept thinking, I wonder if we've actually checked that mud is, like, okay. Well, they all get, I mean, that they're going around in the little carts and everything. Anybody walking in there must have just got covered in mud. Like, yeah. <laughs> poor costume designer on this story. And where are we uh, going to be filming? Um, a quarry. Oh, is the weather dry? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> But actually, do you know what? The Doctor does try, because all the primitives, because they don't speak and everything, you're not really sure if they know what's going on there or not, because when it's all blowing up, the Doctor attempts to ask the green guys to come with them, but he doesn't really try that hard, and I presume that a lot of them just get blown up. I think, yeah, and that's what I mean. I couldn't work out if that was the right thing or or not. I don't mean wrong thing, because, like, they ended the Doomsday device, which meant that, you know, people could live. I just could not work out the point of that um, lizard creature. Was it to, like, we needed to work together? Was it, like, it created this evil thing and it had evil intentions? And Although it seemed to live peacefully, I just couldn't work it out, basically. Hang on, when you say lizard creature, can you just clarify? Well, for me, the lizard creature is all of those different three stages. You've got the tiny puppet one you've got the gold one that's blind and then the newer ones were the lizards the green ones oh okay sorry because they projected a big lizard which was the fake yeah no thing. no no okay, I, the lizard creatures all that okay i can't I, i'm just i'm in a bit of shock that you are going into so many layers of this because i actually wrote i i wrote down i know why i didn't understand this because i was eating a multi-pack of kit kats <laughs> in episode six which isn't good for me so i think i went off in a bit of a 
a trance towards the end of it. You must have. <laughs> so do you think Colony in Space is going to end up being one of our, well, it won't, I was going to say one of our Keys of Mariners, like a surprise hit? Because I don't think, this one isn't talked about, but it's not like in the greatest, you know, stories of all time. It's not like the worst. It's just one. And that's, I think I am reflecting that. It's just one that nobody really talks about. A lot of season eight has been just that. It's not been a lot of standout, this story's amazing. I kept up with it, which can't be said for all of them. No, exactly. So it must have something going for it. It really must. <laughs> I think it's just one of the, it's just such an odd time and moment for it. For suddenly the Time Lords to be like, oh, we'll just send the Doctor. Like, they don't like the Doctor. And so why are they sending like him to sort out the Master? And then I'm guessing he's stuck on Earth again now. Like, I couldn't well, they, understand what it's... Warn. Yeah, they did warn, but I guess, like, I couldn't understand why they would put him in that position. I don't know. I feel like that's part of his, sen- his, his sentence. It's like, you know, like community service in a way, isn't it? It's... Uh, what, just to sort out the master? So we'll send like, you oh, to space for that? We'll send you for our, our missions and stuff because they can't interfere with stuff. So we need... You're but surely that's interfering we- because if a doctor went on his own accord, but they're interfering by sending him into it. But they probably see what would happen if the master got hold of the doomsday weapon. So they're like, oh, yeah, we he better saw, stop he this. Yeah, he saw papers and stuff, and I, I get that. But I just found it a really odd way of doing it. It would have been, I think, cooler if somehow the doctor worked it out and managed to break it, and then the Time Lords found out and were like, you can't do that. You're back on Earth. Or, I don't know. Or whether at the end of this he's rewarded, the Time Lords come and they say, we see what you can do and the potential, we're going to give you that freedom back. I don't know. I just felt like it was just a really odd thing. And like you say, they, they, they don't get involved in stuff, but that's surely getting involved. Because if the Doctor went on his own accord, that's a very different thing to they're getting involved by sending him. Well, I think they're hypocrites anyway. So yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's just it was just a really odd way to do it. I felt. Well, okay. Well, I mean, it's Mary and Ash for me. That's the standouts. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Bravery awards all round. So <laughs> oh, learn to live with our planet. Learn to live with the environments that we're in. Not destroy them. I think because they say about the Earth being like too overpopulated and they had to get away and it's not... And they'd rather... Because Mary says she'd rather live there with hardly any food than live on Earth at all. You yeah. Know? Interesting. Um, do you think in like, I don't know, 100 years, someone will be like, wow, Colony in space, it came true. <laughs> I mean, maybe. We've had coronavirus. And we've yeah. had that plenty of time with Liz and the doctor administering vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, there we go. There's a cheerful thought. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I don't, yeah, there's not really much else to say on it this week. I feel a bit... No, I I agree. Like, it it was what it was. It's good. Okay, well, I'm glad, I am glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you sort of enjoyed it and that I could follow you in. I did, I did. I don't know. We've just got, we've just still in busy time. I think that's all it is. I just, I watched it sort of broken up quite a bit throughout the week and um, just, um, 
I found it more difficult. I just find it difficult to concentrate on this one. I don't know. And the picture quality is still not the best because we're still half restored and everything. Uh, that said, season. I wonder, because now season eight was a Blu-ray one that came out recently, so that'd be better, wouldn't it? Uh, the Blu-rays would be better, yeah. I don't know if they did any you know, new special effects on this one particularly. They might have, but yeah, there's um, this one is a Blu-ray one. When, when I get the Blu-ray eventually, I'll have to go back to it. Okay. The next story is five episodes. Okay. That's doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called The Demons. The Demons. Okay. <laughs> no no thoughts. <laughs> I, I genuinely actually don't. Um, Earth. I feel like it could still be on Earth. I feel like maybe they were just trying out what space might work for rather than, you know, doing just going straight back into space now. I feel that might have been a little bit of a trial. How can we make it work? Mm, I mean, we've got to end up in space eventually again at some point. I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. that's not a spoiler. There'll be a change at some... Yeah, absolutely. I expect at some point the TARDIS will be able to look different as well and lots of things so Mm, okay well i'm glad you're i'm glad you're so positive well i think mary's got dinner ready here so i'm gonna stay and have um whatever soup she's serving up today (laughs) yeah um you better you better check in with the brigadier see if he's all right it'll have only been a few seconds won't it so (laughs) <laughs> well, no, you know you've been there the whole time. I'm the one that's travelling. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> I'll forget this whole conversation then. <laughs> yeah, tell the brigadier I'll be back soon. Okay, cool. I'll pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it was. It's a difficult one to give a set. I was trying to think where. How are we going to do it? But. Um, it was either that or be in the room with that little puppet man. I didn't really want to do oh, that. Oh, God, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> so there we are. Okay. Um, well, we'll hopefully be back then uh, for, for the demons together, wherever we're going to meet in that setting. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I always say that wrong. At to watch who. Did I make sense then? Yeah. My, my mind's gone a bit funny. You went yeah, okay. Instagram like this, but otherwise you were fine. Okay, fine. We're keeping it in. Uh, or support us on <laughs> buymeacoffee.com forward slash to watch who. Uh, great to read your comments as always uh, when an episode goes out. Yeah, we love and, them. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Oh, actually, for the demons, which I'm going to say, it's not a spoiler, but it is a big fan favourite, the next one. Okay. Okay. Big. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see you for that. Bye. Bye. To watch who?